0: Hello! You are listening to the underground source of El Paso, Texas. The guests on this show are all local and all different. For this episode, we got guitarist and amplifier builder Aaron Stillman, poet Joel Ortega, and percussionist and founder of Echoes in the Park, a long-running drum circle group, Jose Melendez. Let's begin with guitarist Aaron Stillman.
1: How's it going, man? How you doing? I don't, I don't, I'm all right, same as always. I don't do anything very interesting, unfortunately. Uh, I'll start doing interesting things so I have conversations. started. Well,
0: you play guitar and play cool rock songs. I saw you do that at the Toltéca. Yeah, Café de Toltéca. Why'd you decide to play that night?
1: I don't know. It's a thing to do. Like, um, I, I know, like I know Bella, who's like running the spot over there. Like, she's uh, running the event. I've always meant to do it, and I just kind of never got around to it because I'm lazy and I get there really late, like, and uh, be too late to play. But. This night, it was big enough that they kept running it for a long time, and then I didn't get there too late to play. If it had been a dead night, it would have ended by the time I got there. But So, this time, you arrived with enough time. I did. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that I arrived with enough time. It's that they ran the show longer, because there were people there, like, more than oh, usual. Okay. So, they were just cool. like, oh... We have a long lineup, so like the uh, popularity of that night was able to counteract my laziness, and I got to play.
0: You played uh, three songs uh, with the aid of a, I guess, a drum machine.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's a, I have this, a, uh, it's a sequencer, essentially, what they call it. It's a Yamaha QI22. I don't know if you know that band Freeze Pop. They like, um, I don't no. know they're, they're around. Apparently, they were known for like being on Rock Band, which I never played, but since everyone plays those games, I've heard of it through people. Yeah. And so they have a QI70, and for a long time, that was all they used for all their recording. It's uh, really like, kind of like a synth pop thing. Um, but Q- Q- QI 22s are cheaper, so I have one of those. But it's, uh, it's just the older one, essentially.
0: What kind of guitar are you playing? And um, you said that you make amps, right?
1: I do, yeah, yeah. So I'll start with the guitar. The, the guitar is a. Um, actually, a friend gave this guitar to me. And uh, it's an Ibanez, it's an 80s like Roadstar. And it's, it's the only one I have right now, but uh, it's it's all right. Uh, the only thing I don't like, and it actually happened at the show, I don't know if you noticed, uh, the strings, sometimes if I pick them real hard, will get caught behind the pickup. Like, the E-strings will get caught on either side of the, I have to grab them and pull them back out. But other than that, I like the way it sounds, though. Well, that's rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. And that's for the amps, uh, yeah, so this one I built over here, um, I, I build amps, I've been going by the name Epiglottis Dynasty, because I like the most random, like, group of words you can throw together that don't really mean anything but sound ridiculous and uh-huh. and uh yeah and this one is not like really the best design it's just kind of like i had a bunch of spare parts because like transformers and caps and stuff you buy them in bulk and they're way yeah. cheaper so i had a bunch of stuff lying around from buying in bulk and i was just like well i should throw this together and make something and then uh, <laughs> i threw this together and uh it's you know You're like a wizard man I, I guess i wouldn't go that far i mean but. who
0: can who can say that in their spare time they just build amps <laughs> just to build amps?
1: it's uh well i have a lot of spare time what can <laughs> so i say so you sell uh online uh, for the most part, yeah. I think that most of the ones I've sold have, have through, gone out online. Through what service? Or? Uh, let's see. So uh, one through Reverb, I think a couple through eBay, and then uh, Craigslist, and also locally. And what ends up happening like, a lot of times, like I'll build amps and I'll go to sell them, and for every one amp I sell, I'll have 10 people contact me. Can you fix this old amp I have? Uh-huh. And then I end up doing a lot of repairs. It's not my favorite thing to do, but it's, you know. Uh, I don't have a lot of income sources, so it's helpful. Uh, and it's also like a community service. I, I guess you know? so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll think of it that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: When I was watching you perform at Café Tolteca, it reminded me of uh, California rock, a lot of like okay. the Burger Records kind of stuff.
1: Ah, I see that. Um, um, I mean, I, I lived there of, like, for a couple of years. You did. But I, I wrote most of these songs before I'd ever been to California, though. So I, I lived there. For, I lived in Davis for a short period of time. Cool, um, but I had never been to California until a couple yeah, cause years ago. Yeah, because it sounds very so.
0: surfy and it's very brief. I can see that. Yeah, and right? um, I guess it's uh, I guess a lot of major chords are using. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess they do lose bright. a lot of major chords. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds pretty surf punky. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I see that. I'm trying to yeah. think. Like, it's. I guess it's like I grew up on a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I grew up on a lot of stuff. Like a lot of. Uh, what that like uh, 90s punk revival? Like bands like Rancid. I saw Rancid play on SNL, and that was like what first got me into music. Cool. I must have been like eight or something. I was like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. I want to have hair like that, and I, I never did. But like, do that. I guess they're a California band, so it makes sense. How has El Paso inspired you? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I lived here for a long time. I, I mean, I'm I'm from Corpus Christi, and I moved out here when I turned 18 because I was going to UTep. It's just a uh, kind of growing up. Like, um, I guess I don't know if it's growing up anymore. Are you still growing up in your eight? I was still growing. I'm still. Not an adult at all. We're so I also guess I'm still growing. still growing up at 18. Yeah. I was like a 12 year old at 18 but anyway uh just kind of like being in the city here like it it shaped a lot I think I like it was influenced a lot by like some of the like the east side bands I played in a couple like the Turbo Props and uh I was in Burnside Fountains and JJ Arms uh we only played a couple shows that was a fun band it was the Patriot from Ballad (laughs) 42 and uh I I mean I think a lot of times I still sound like what I'm doing still sounds like a bit of the scene out there that kind of like you know like you were saying major chord like pop punky like that was a lot of the El Paso scene that I remember like back in the day at least the scene I was in even if it's not like the mainstream thing so i think that's actually where that sound comes from more than in california well thank you for being here ma'am.
0: all right no problem here's a performance by erin and over
2: no drop me a line to try and bring me out to get under my feet.
0: got poet joel ortega how you doing man i'm good man how are you i'm doing all right i saw you do poetry at cafe de tolteca for their open mic night what made you do the open mic that night and uh how long have you been doing poetry
3: well uh, at this point i've done tolteca like a, almost eight consecutive times in between those times i booked one show there well i guess i uh, I was asked to play a show with Hieronymus Boggs, a cool folk artist from Truth or Consequences. Normally I play music at that open mic because it's conducive to that. But I really feel like a lack of readers going to the open mic. Mm-hmm. As of recently, I like open mics with a lot of readings since I've been doing poetry for... Well, since... For about 10 years and i went to school for it for four uh, for two years in santa fe New mexico at the art college there and i was involved in readings and criticism there and i eventually went to houston i didn't do much reading in houston just because houston's a really big city it's really intimidating to get into poetry and a lot of people don't do it very actively if they do it they're doing it at the university of houston and it's very academic and it might get a lot a lot of readership but it's like just like going out and reading isn't something that really happens as much
0: for you reading is kind of like like the next step
3: yeah yeah well i i hadn't read there poetry i'd wanted to in the past but because there were so few people doing readings as of recently i decided i would do more reading cool hopefully get some more people reading out there what kind of a
0: subject matter do you focus on
3: i guess it's like somewhat philosophical i wouldn't describe it as very philosophical or thought-provoking i do focus a lot on aesthetics and try to make it sound a particular way but yeah i would say Pretty
0: broadly philosophical. What do you want people to think when they're hearing you or reading your poetry?
3: Well, I try to be very voiceless. I hope that, like, my greatest goal would be for my poetry to come off as if it were written by no one.
0: <laughs> Quite a goal, man. <laughs> so you want to remove yourself from yourself, or you want to remove yourself from the voicing? There's a. There's like. I guess there's a lot of
3: different. Opinions on like the paradigm in which we read contemporary poetry, but uh, I would hope that people would read mine and feel like the voice was somehow posthuman.
0: Is there a certain style that you go for when you do read, like performance-wise? The styles
3: that influenced me the most, or the style that influenced me the most, was the modernist. Poetry movement of uh, the 20th century
0: So like which yeah. poets Like
3: for people, for those mm-hmm. of us that don't I guess a lot of people don't. would associate modernism with Chiefly Ezra Pound
0: uh-huh.
3: And Gertrude Stein Those are like the big figureheads Modernists that really I really love a lady named Hilda Doolittle uh-huh. She's a great imagist She evo- re- um, evolved into this really cryptic Very um, scholarly kind of Writer of pseudo-religious poems yeah. With lots of literary allusions And all this crazy shit Everyone always described it as Wanting to found a cult within, within a text Yeah, And she was fucking fantastic And I liked her a lot That's a big influence
0: How has El Paso inspired you?
3: Well I used to write a lot of different short stories While I was in school About driving to El Paso Being on the I-10 corridor The trips there it's really weird how this particular area has its like own identity. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, it's so unique to itself. Even among West Texas, it's like very unique. And then you go to New Mexico, things change. You go to the rest of Texas, things change. It's like this very singular identity here that's really fascinating. Yes. Cool,
0: man. Well, thanks for being here, dude.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: And now, a reading by Joel.
3: This is the full... Hoof-thrower, triptych. Hoof-thrower,
0: called hoof-thrower.
3: Enough when he was here. Commonplace affair. Never returned. Disconnected. The only palpable, real is, reversion or to run from these blue days and this childhood sun. Disconnected, for some time, but no longer A dull head among windy spaces, without roof nor law And above the burning sun, and below the nothing new In the afternoon, with more order Light is an unreal city, like each figure in the photograph Forget our drifting oculus for a dandelion disconcert for a dream of days i is something else only a slack chrysanthemum heroic scoundrel of a bird being scolded for living as each mortal thing is than the darker surrounding green
0: our last guest is echoes of the park founder jose melendez How's it going, man? How are you? Well,
4: I'm doing fine. How are you doing this Friday?
0: Pretty good. We're here overlooking the, the city of El Paso, right?
4: Yes, this is actually looking out to Mexico and part
0: of uh, El yeah, Paso here. A good chunk of Mexico. Yes. How long have you been doing Echoes in the Park?
4: Well, we've been doing this for actually 10 years. We started this in 2007.
0: You guys are here every Friday night?
4: every friday night from seven o'clock to about 9 30 and when this is our 10th year anniversary cool and uh this is our finale which uh, next friday will be our our last day for the season so we'll be back again in april in april yes in april we'll be we'll be returning and then it'll be from april to october every that'll be our season
0: where did you decide to start it and uh and why here why this location we're in Tom Lee Park, right? Yeah, this is
4: this is Tom Lee Park located on Rim Road here in El Paso. It's actually, the address is 822 Rim Road. One day, a friend of mine brought me to this park, and I fell in love with the park, and I decided, I'm going to make music in here. And then I just decided to bring my instruments here, and then, uh, friends of mine started coming, and friends of my friends started coming in that they, they knew, and we just uh, bought from there, and people come and go. But there's always a drum circle here. April. It's always
0: uh, primarily percussion, right?
4: Percussion, claves, you know, cowbells, maracas, you know, stuff like that. Too. Anything that goes bang. Anything that goes bing, bang, boom. <laughs> ah,
0: that's cool, man. How long have you been playing percussion? Because what, well, what do you have in front of you right now? What is well, that?
4: I have uh, I have uh, the quinto, a bajo, and a uh, cuatro to play the, uh, these drums here in the park and give it a nice echo sound and mellow. Cool. And these are nice drums to do it with, as you can hear the different types
0: of beats. Sounds good. Yeah.
4: And uh, I actually learned drumming by watching the drum circle my mother used to go to. God bless her So Her name is Maria Davila. She used to take me to a drum circle when I was a kid. I never touched any of the instruments. Where was this? And this was in, in New York City. Cool. Yeah. I would watch and learn. And that's how I learned how to play, and I've been playing drums. Well, I say it's 78, almost oh. like Well, uh, 78. I love music because it's, it suits the soul, you know. And then uh, for me, it is a stress-free kind of atmosphere when you have different people coming here and playing different tunes. That's because true. this is not rehearsed. This is actually out of the blue freestyle drumming.
0: Do some people get thrown off by that sometimes, or does everybody that comes here to the Echoes in the Park are they open to immediately freestyling with you guys, or does it yeah. take them a while to get the? the well,
4: it, yeah, it, it it does take a, a while, but they do get a, a beat, and if they get a beat that is that is common, we can really really uh, make this park come alive. You know, it doesn't matter if you're professional or not; just come and play and add. Uh, different flavor to what uh, we're here, and we love doing this. You know, we, I, love, I love drumming and I dream drumming. So,
0: <laughs> are there any other locations Well, where we this do, takes place? We
4: also play at museums, also at the Concordia Cemetery for the de los Muertos. Yeah, and we'll be there this year on the 28th of this month. It's gonna be great, and we also get invited to cafes.
0: How big has it got in here?
4: Yeah, I had gone sometimes to about 15, 16 people. Really? At one point, we had about close to 20, and that was on the other side of this park.
0: <laughs> that's a giant family band. Yes, yes.
4: Even the, we came out in the media, too. So That's
0: pretty cool, man. Yes,
4: yes, at that day. So it was very nice. You know, everyone is welcome.
0: How you has know? El Paso inspired you? Uh, How does this view inspire the you? View, the
4: view, that's, that's what I'm, I said in the beginning. When I first came here, I was in awe. 'Cause I never ever seen something so so beautiful over here and it wasn't even nighttime. You uh, know, it was still daylight when I first got here to this park and I just fell in love in the entrance. Yeah. And something told me this is it. But when I got to this area, I said sure enough I could see I could see myself here.
0: Does it inspire like a lot of rhythms?
4: It does. Because I'm a, I'm a type of drummer that I like to play with my eyes closed so it can take me somewhere else yeah you know what I mean yeah and when and when it takes you these places sometimes the drummers tag along to that same location
0: to the same corner in space yeah in
4: space and with the same
0: beautiful mm-hmm. rhythm great beyond
4: <laughs> yeah and it's very amazing what yeah it is what...
0: thank you for being on the podcast man
4: well thank you for having me
0: get spirited away with this echoes in the park performance We've reached the end of our show. Thank you for listening, and many thanks to all of our guests. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And remember, be excellent to each other, and party on, dudes.